This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we're celebrating the women's lacrosse team qualifying for the NCAA championships. The baseball team shaved their heads for a good cause and finished the year on a high note. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. On Sunday, the ninth-ranked women's lacrosse team gathered at the May Center on campus to watch the NCAA Championships selection show. They had just lost their NESCAC Championships semifinals game to Trinity the day before, but their 12-5 record gave them a very good chance to make the tournament. Here's their reaction when the announcement made it all official. After the celebration of the Bobcats' first NCAA tournament bid in women's lacrosse since 1994 died down a bit, we caught up with senior captain Mariah Greenstein. First of all, just your reaction when you saw Bates up out there on the screen. Um, speechless would be the wrong word um, because of our screaming, but I think we're all ecstatic. We're so excited and we're just so lucky to have the opportunity to play this year. And as one of the 10 seniors, uh, I mean, what does this mean to you seeing the program grow over your four years and to reach this point? I mean, we couldn't have asked for a better end to our senior year, um, and there's a lot of girls and coaches to thank for that, so I'm just really excited that this finally happened for us. Were you nervous at all before the show? Excited? What was your feeling? Um, the coaches put a lot of confidence in us, so I was really hoping for the best, but I definitely like to set the expectations low, so I'm definitely uh, surprised. And then uh, this upcoming week, what, what do you imagine it's going to be like preparing for the hosting a game? Hosting is way better than just being in the NCAA tournament, so we're really excited. I think we're going to have a lot of fun this week and just do what we know to do and hope it does well. And we also chatted with senior captain Michaela Bradley. The first thing I said to Mariah and Hannah was like, this started for us in September, and I think just having, we had an end goal, and to finally achieve that is really a testament to the whole team, the whole program, everyone involved. And what was the moment like for you when you saw Bates on the screen? I jumped higher than I think I've ever in my life, and it was really great to see everyone go crazy and, you know, see some players cry tears of joy, other ones laughing, seeing everyone, just how they all reacted differently just really shows all the different personality we have on the team. And then this upcoming week, what do you imagine it's going to be like preparing to host a tournament game? I think we're really going to buckle down, you know, stay focused. We've been really good about that so far, and this is, for us 10 seniors, this is our dream. We've Coming in our first day as freshmen, we wanted to host an NCAA game, and so I think with our leadership it'll help. Bates earns a first-round bye and will host the first and second rounds of the NCAA tournament starting on Saturday when Springfield takes on Bridgewater State at 1 o'clock on Garcelon Field. The winner of that game will take on the Bobcats in the second round, Sunday at 1 o'clock. Head coach Brett Allen joined the Bobcats to preview the NCAA championships. Well, Coach Allen, first of all, i got to ask you about the watch party and that moment uh, when you saw Bates on the screen. I know that everyone else went crazy. You went crazy too, but you were still watching to see who you'd be playing, right? 
<laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think there's a sense of relief because even though we felt good about how our season had gone and had uh, a little bit of confidence going into the selections, you just never know. And, um, you know, after losing to Trinity on Saturday, it kind of throws things up in the air a little bit more than we had felt they were going into that semifinal game. So to see our name and to see it relatively early in the selection show was a huge relief and obviously really exciting for, for me as well as the players. But, um, yeah, I wanted to see who we were playing. They were jumping up and down and screaming, and I needed to see who the next teams were going to be on the line because I was already thinking ahead to that. And then you get a first-round bye, if you will. The, the, the two other teams play in a play-in game on Saturday, and you play them on Sunday. And so how close are you going to be watching that game on Saturday? Well, um, we're actually really fortunate that um, with technology these days, you have access to film for teams throughout the season. And, um, you know, the NCAA actually requires that everybody shares film. So we'll have a good idea of the strengths and weaknesses of both opponents going into the weekend before the game on Saturday. And certainly that game will be helpful just to see them in person and get a better sense of what their what their strengths and weaknesses really are. I think you kind of touched on this when you talked when you talk to the team, but how helpful is it that you play in the NESCAC? Such a tough conference to prepare you for a national tournament like this? Well, you know, you'd like to think that regardless of the conference you're in, as the season progresses, you're going to get better and you're going to be playing better as you get to the end of the season. And I do think that certainly when you play competitive teams throughout the course of the you know regular season schedule, when you do get to this situation and you're in a national tournament where you know that if you lose, you go home, um, I think mentally it just helps you prepare and be sharp because you've been getting ready for regular season games that were just as big throughout the course of the first two months of the season. And then for you, obviously, personally, this is your, your first NCAA tournament with Bates. Uh, have you ever had any experience in your previous you know, coaching stops or when you, um, you, know, when you were younger in, in the national tournament stage? Yeah, I was fortunate as an assistant uh, when I was at Washington and Lee to work with both the volleyball and women's lacrosse teams there. And both years that I was there, um, we actually went to the NCAAs for each sport. So I've been four times. But um, a lot has changed over the time that that happened. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, every season's a new season. So whether you've been there or not as a coach or a player, you know, when you get to go for the first time or the 18th time, um, you know, it's new for that group of people and, and that team. And then obviously it is new for all these players. And so as a coach, how do you approach it now during this week of practice saying, okay, yeah, it's great that we're here, but we, we, we can, we try to make some waves in the tournament also, right? Oh, definitely. I think, uh, you know, there's obviously that sort of phase after you get accepted to the tournament and you get the bid where everybody's just so enthusiastic and euphoric, you know, to be quite honest with you. Um, and I think it's hard to sort of, reel yourself back in and, and get to where you need to be um, and where you were maybe a week or two before when you were playing those games that really mattered. Um, so I think, you know, we had a good first day of practice yesterday and today we're going to try and tighten things up and be a little bit more focused and then obviously um, ease into the weekend preparing for, you know, whoever we might play on Sunday. And then, you know, focusing on the team itself, obviously a, a tough game against Trinity on the road. What was the team's, you know, Add to like going back on the bus and what are some things you took away from that game you need to work on uh, for the upcoming NCAA tournament? Well, it was certainly a disappointment. So, you know, the initial conversation after the game is hey, it's a bad day to have a bad day. And it really was. Um, a lot of that had to do with Trinity and how well they played. Um, you know, the the two weeks leading up to the NESCAC tournament this weekend in the semis, they had really been playing very well and they played well against us on Saturday. Um, but I also think that, 
after the first 15 to 20 minutes, you know, we got away from our game plan a little bit. And um, we actually had some great opportunities early in the game to score and get up on them. And we either missed the cage or, you know, the goalie made a save. Um, so I felt actually really good about our game plan and how we started the game. We just didn't take advantage of those opportunities. And then the next thing you know, Trinity's on a run and we're kind of reeling a little bit. Before the year, did you see something like this coming? I mean, honestly, like, you know, looking at the team, what were your expectations? Well, when you haven't been to the NCAAs and that's one of the goals of the team, you certainly always have that in the back of your mind. But, you know, it takes a lot of, I guess, smaller milestones to put yourself in a position to actually get the bid. And so one of the things that we had talked about, you know, all year long was winning all of our home games. And, you know, clearly half of our conference games are going to be at home. And so if you can win five conference games at home, that puts you in a good position if you can go 500 on the road. Um, you know, we didn't end up doing that, but we also won some games on the road that balanced it out, and so we finished at six and four. Um, you know, being above 500 in conference play was a goal of ours. We've never done that as a program. So, um, you know, we were kind of looking at little things along the way, um, and you know, in the back of my mind, I knew that if we had accomplished those, we might be in this position this time of year. But you know, you can't predict what's going to happen because there's just so many variables that go into getting a bid. Obviously, the team got off to that great start. At what point was there any game where you thought to yourself, hmm, we might have something here? Well, in the nature of our conference is that every game is going to be competitive. And to be quite frank with you, I think in the past few years, we've been just as close as we were this year uh, with some one-goal losses. I mean, two years ago, our 2014 team started 7-1, and one, and the next thing you know, we lose five or six games by a goal or in overtime. So you know, it was really just about sort of flipping the script at the end of the game. And for whatever reason, this team was able to win a game close against Amherst um, early in the season, which was our second conference game. And uh, then we had the Trinity loss, which was a really competitive game. And then um, we were able to beat Williams and played at home against uh, Hamilton and won another close game, very similar to the Amherst game. And so um, you know, you start to think, hey, this is a good little run, and can we keep this going? Um, obviously, we had the Bowden game right after, and then the stretch with or the game against Middlebury and that stretch right before exams. Um, and I think after the Bowden game going into Middlebury, where we were 10-1, and 1, I was feeling like we had a decent shot. But you just never know. I mean, shoot, we lost to Tufts and Colby down the stretch, and we didn't play great in either game, and both of those teams played well. And you know, to be quite honest with you, if we don't beat Colby in the semifinal game, we're probably not having this conversation. So yeah, the win over Colby in the NESCAC championship was certainly a, a, a big one there in the quarterfinals. Um, just any other thoughts on you know on what this means to you as a coach to see these uh, women achieve this goal? Well, it's rewarding. I think every coach, regardless of the level you coach at, wants to see your team do well, and you want to watch them gel as a unit and perform at a high level. And uh, this team has been able to do that more consistently than any other group that we've had. Um, you know, I know there's been a lot said to uh, recently about our 10 seniors, and there's yeah. certainly a huge advantage to having all that senior leadership. But, you know, I think what's been overlooked a little bit is the development of a lot of our younger kids, our sophomores and juniors, who have been significantly improved this year over their freshman or sophomore years um, because those kids are just making immense contributions on the field and to the team dynamic as well. Um, so... I think it's all played a part. Yeah, I mean, you look at the roster and some of the stats have been put out. Certainly that sophomore class looking pretty good this year, it seemed like a lot of big contributors there. Gives you hope for the future, right, as well? 
Yeah, I think sustainability in this conference is certainly a challenge for all schools and all sports. And, you know, while we've had a great year this year and we're certainly enjoying the journey, um, you know, once it ends at some point, we're going to start looking ahead to next year. And, you know, I do feel really good about our, our group of kids that's going to be returning. Um, you know, I can't predict how the future is going to hold or what's going to hold for us, but um, we're excited about what's ahead. All right, Coach, thanks so much. All right, thank you. Our female Bobcat of the week this week is senior women's lacrosse attacker Emma Brinkman, who scored two goals in the NESCAC semifinals against Trinity. Those plays uh, happened off of two, I think it was like assists from my teammates, and it was just a quick shot because they crashed so quickly, and you had no time to even really think about it. You just had to shoot. <laughs> Yeah, and um, I asked Coach about this, but what was the team's kind of attitude on the bus ride back? Obviously, it was a tough loss, but you're still looking forward, obviously, to the possible NCAA selection show, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, yeah, so we definitely were pretty disappointed with our performance on Saturday because we did not play nearly as well as we would have liked to. Um, but there was definitely like a hopeful attitude on the bus on the way home. Uh, we were bummed, but we were looking forward to the selection show and everything. And then the selection show, what was that like for you? Uh, it was amazing. It was so fun to be with all your friends in that room, friends and teammates, and just to be given this opportunity is huge. Now, you're a senior now, but you're from New York, and so when you were looking at colleges back in the day, what attracted you here to Bates? Um, I think just the whole environment and like attitude and atmosphere on campus. As soon as I stepped on campus – it was kind of just like this welcoming feeling, and it just it felt right. And then playing on attack, you play with some pretty good attackers also. Obviously, Mariah is excellent. So what's that relationship like? What's that dynamic like? Because obviously you, you both scored your fair share of goals. Yeah. Uh, me and Mariah are – we're just – we're like best friends. So it's kind of – it's easy. It just kind of is a natural thing. We just get each other both on and off the field. So we've never really – even had to like try to force anything it just happens and then as one of the 10 seniors we've talked about I mean before this season when you're looking at this year what were your realistic expectations you think you exceeded those met them um these yes I think that we we set our standards high and I think that we are we're still working up to them but I think that we have done a pretty good job so far especially in hindsight with this NCAA bid we're really happy with that yeah, you're hosting the game on Sunday, obviously, and you get a. Are you gonna watch the game on Saturday? Because <laughs> you're gonna play the winner, right? Yeah, yeah, I think we will. We'll all watch the game on Saturday, and that's really cool to have that opportunity to watch the team that we're gonna play the next day. So I think that that's really good for us. Is that gonna be kind of strange to watch a game being played on your home field that's not involving Bates? <laughs> definitely, that's gonna be definitely strange. I don't think we're gonna be cheering for anyone, so <laughs> it's gonna be funny. And then um just. What do you think you've, for you personally, how do you think your game has developed over the four years at Bates in lacrosse? What have you kind of learned um, throughout your time playing here? Wow. <laughs> I could write a book. But um, <laughs> I think that um, I've just grown with the experiences that I've had on and off the field, and I think that the opportunities that I've been given lacrosse-wise have helped me develop um, – and become the player that I am today. So it's like a bunch of different elements involved, but um, I would just say like all the experiences that I've collected. 
All right, Emma Brinkman, our female Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you. Unfortunately, the men's lacrosse team did not make the NCAA championships this year, but still finished their season with a record of 11-4 and 7-3 and in NASCAC play. The rowing teams competed at the ECAC National Invitational Rowing Championship on Sunday. The men placed fifth out of 21 teams, while the women finished in second place out of 21 crews. The women learned on Monday night they're headed to the NCAA Championships for the 10th straight year as they look to defend their national title May 27th and 28th in Gold River, California. Men's track and field finished second out of 31 teams at the New England Division III Outdoor Championships, with senior Nick Margetso winning the shot put and sophomore Anadire Fakariti taking home the top spot in the discus. It's the fourth straight year the men's team has finished in the top two at the New England Division III Outdoor Championships. Meanwhile, the women's track and field team finished in a tie for 11th out of 31 teams. And junior Allison Hill broke her own program record when she won the 100-meter hurdles in 14.45 seconds. Another standout performer for Bates was sophomore Catherine Cook, who placed fourth in her 10,000-meter run debut and became Bates' third-fastest runner ever in the event. The baseball team finished up their 2016 regular season last week. After dropping a close 10-7 game on Wednesday to Southern Maine, the Bobcats bounced back to beat Bowden 11-4 on Friday. Samuel Warren went 4-5 for five at the plate with a home run and three runs batted in. Meanwhile, he also picked up the victory by tossing five innings of two-run ball on the mound. Then on Saturday, the Bobcats arrived at the field at 9 o'clock in the morning, and a number of the baseball players got their heads shaved in support of the Versus Cancer Foundation, including junior Anthony Telesca. That was awesome. Uh, teammates, coaches, you, yourself, I, it was just a, it was really a great experience, and uh, I'm looking forward to doing it next year, too. The Bobcats have raised nearly $4,000 in support of cancer research and the Barbara Bush Children's Hospital. Bates took the field Saturday for a doubleheader with Williams, their final two games of the season. After dropping game one, Bates won game two by a score of 3-2. to two. Male Bobcat of the Week, Connor Russell, scattered five hits over seven innings while only allowing one run, and it was unearned. He walked one, and he struck out five in the Bobcats' win. Russell is not on campus this week, but we caught up with senior captain Rob DeFranco, who pitched a perfect ninth inning to get the save in his final collegiate appearance. Well, Rob, first of all, your final collegiate game, you, you get to come in and get the save. That's pretty cool, right? Absolutely, you know, being on our home field. Um, feels pretty good to go out that way. Obviously, in the eighth inning, we were up one nothing or or whatever it was, two to one. Kind of a weird run scored, so didn't really know what was going to happen. We got a little lucky on a throw, and then I was able to come in and go one two three, making a play and stuff. So it was a pretty good way to go out, no complaints. Yeah, I kind of called it uh, Brendan Fox's mad dash there. What was yeah. your reaction to the bullpen watching? I was, him? I couldn't believe it went through there. There's a <laughs> there's a two foot gap, and it managed to hit the two foot gap. So. We were blessed a little bit. Obviously, he made a good read on the play, so we were gifted in a sense. But, yeah, um, mentality-wise, I thought it was going to be a tie game. Changed pretty quickly and uh, just pounded the zone. was able to get out of it, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, quick inning, too, and a couple ground balls to your fellow senior captain, yeah, uh, Reen Sterna. Really, How cool was that? That's pretty cool because, you know, when we were getting recruited here, we did a bunch of showcases together growing up you know, junior, senior year of high school, Long Island, and, and we, we got to be friends even before we came here, and he was fielding ground balls at second base before we were even teammates, so for him to field the last one's pretty cool, pretty special, for sure. 
And then today also was a base, uh, baseball team versus cancer game. Yeah. And uh, before the game at 9 a.m., we had some guys shave their heads. Yeah, I mean, I, I was joking with my mother saying I was going to shave my head, and she looked at me like, no chance in hell do you shave your head. Because I've had this since I was a baby, pretty much. And right. she would she would never let me cut my hair when I was in middle school. I was always getting made fun of for it, but now... Uh, Everybody loves it, and I do too. So obviously when the workforce comes around, I'm probably going to have to make some changes as far as maybe a trim or something. But I like to keep it generally long. So it took nine months to a year. I don't know if a buzzer blade's worth it in my eyes. Yeah, but it's, it's cancer, obviously. You know, I, don't right. sound, I don't want to sound horrible. That's no, it. no, no. You we, know what I mean. You know what I mean. Saying, Roger Franco has a signature hair. It's kind of like you have a for the working world, somewhere in between a bald head like mine and your hair right now. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, you know, looking back on your career at Bates, what are some of the memories you'll take with you, you think, right now? Well, obviously making the tournament for the first time in a while or since the tournament was, you know, ever made, that was pretty cool, just being able to reflect on that. Um, some of the guys I've, I've become friends with and obviously playing, having the summer ball opportunities that we talked about earlier, playing in the Cape Cod yeah. League is something that I, I will never forget and I'll take pride in for the rest of my life and I'll tell my kids and my grandkids that. Um, I think Coach Leonard was just amazing as far as those connections and just, you know, going to me day in and day out uh, through freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year. Just he's really stuck with me through my ups and downs. You know, a couple times last year as a junior, it was tough. I had a couple of tough outings. I, I was in my head a little bit, but he worked me out of it and just kept putting me in there and, you know, instilling my confidence throughout. And I'm sure you've been asked this uh, by other people, but what are other plans right now for the future? <laughs> yeah, actually, um, he told me something about playing ball overseas in Germany, which would be pretty cool just because I never got a chance to go abroad. So I think mm -hmm. y using baseball to travel would be something that I could definitely consider. I also, uh, Sam Warren and I were invited to a Can-Am League tryout oh, nice. later in the week, which I'm also considering, but I would rather lean towards the overseas type deal because I think that would be a little bit more fun a cool experience but also I mean if baseball is done I can I can hang my cleats up with pride and I'm happy I I will I won't regret a thing I did and on to the workforce I guess you know looking for jobs and maybe trying to stay in Boston where I am so I mean it's been a great ride no complaints all right Rob thanks so much congrats yeah, thanks so much Aaron next time on the Bates Bobcast we'll take a look at how the track and field teams do at the open New England outdoor championships this Friday and Saturday. And of course, we'll have tons of women's lacrosse coverage as the Bobcats play this Sunday at 1 o'clock in the NCAA Championships. We'll recap it all next time on the Bates Bobcast.